0: The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, NADS Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind,
1: those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough
0: House, where black people and white people
1: watch wrestling and Hispanic people, too. And all people.
0: Hey, everybody. Hey,
1: everybody. It's the Rough House podcast year-end spectacular yes. to the year that was and the year that could be.
0: Oh, the year that was garbage all the way around.
1: Utter shit from Jump Street.
0: <laughs> now, Man, uh, you know, I took the time uh, while you were setting up and having some issues with the Skype Um I I was just scrolling through and I saw one of those in memoriam videos. Oh God! Everybody's yeah, everybody's beating the uh, the the 2016 to a dead horse, including 2016. But like, it's it was a shit ton of people, dude, of good people.
1: Yeah, a lot of people died. Uh, People of prominence. People uh, unexpectedly the Carrie Fisher shit. Everyone then Carrie Fisher's mom. Um, I'm trying to think, and this is terrible, and I don't know this off the top of my head. What professional wrestlers did we lose in 2016?
0: And that was my point. Like, that's the thing, that there's there's been so many years where we've lost so many wrestlers. And again, pardon me, I'm sure people are yelling at their uh, computers or phones or whatever they're listening to us on right now. But I can't recall any... Oh,
1: well, duh. As a matter of fact, I'm... Ar- I mean, China. China. I was about to say China jumped out, and then two Eat. ECW mainstays in Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney.
0: Oh, that's right. I mean, yeah. those guys. Oh, were that was early. That was stories. like February. Yeah, when, that was um, earlier in Rodden. the year. Because I remember I was on my way back from a uh, a screening of Deadpool when I when I heard about uh, when I heard about Axel Rotten and so, uh, yeah. Iron
1: Mike Sharp. We also had Mister Fuji. He passed away. Oh, those yeah, I had Mr. admittedly Fuji. I had to look those up. So yeah. Uh but, Robert uh, Wyndham. God, yeah, we did lose a few people.
0: A few, but nobody um, you know, not a not a Princess Leia type uh impact player. I mean, I guess China China, China she's was she's the most big. high profile one.
1: And if you were an ECW fan or a WWE in the superstar era, rock and wrestling era, yeah. Mr. Fuji was kind of a big deal. Mr. Also. Fuji was. Um You're right. but Kristoff is put together. Uh, And I lightly contributed, and I use that term, (laughs) hardcore, lightly contributed to a a sort of year in review, best of uh, each one of these categories. I love it. I'm not even going to change it. I think it's heat and eat right out the can, buddy. Okay. Uh, The Golden Duchess
0: Awards. The Golden Duchess Awards uh, of of awards, yeah. Of course, named after uh, the old SGW everything the Rest duchess kimberly bagelsworth they've only uh, found
1: part of her to this day only certain parts of her have washed up on the shores of crete
0: <laughs> crete <laughs> is crete still a thing is that Crete is greece? still in business i is think there's like just, it's
1: two old italian guys on the shore just drinking marinara sauce out of a sports
0: bottle it's, shooing it's, away the seagulls it's greece Creed is that it yeah, yeah. fuck not, it not in italy <laughs> hey and ain't america so suck it <laughs> so the golden duchess awards I, I like you know everybody likes doing a year-end review talking about their favorite matches and performers and stuff that uh perhaps could have been done better and resurgences and stuff like that so we have a couple uh fun categories that are up for discussion here we're going to talk about today to wrap up uh again the shit storm of a year on new year's eve so. so
1: let's take it right from the top. Let's hit the order in which you uh, basically laid it out. I don't think there's any reason not All to. Right. You laid it yeah. out pretty nice. What the hell's that? What is that? Sorry, my computer's going nuts on me. Okay. Um, Sorry, if you hear that in the podcast, I'm sorry. I'm using Windows XP. Uh, very first. <laughs> I have ME. Oh, wow. So you're fucking struggling, homie. <laughs> let's
0: go with. Uh, match of the year coming out of the gate strong with match of the year. I put down five, uh, and I figured we'd discuss them and, and I don't know what you, uh, uh, prepared. Um.
1: I thought of one.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, but I, I wanna... bet
1: mine is on your, your on your top okay. five. Give me five to one. Okay. And I'll tell you when we, we stumble upon mine, which I hope we do.
0: All right. I actually put down six, but whatever. Um, we'll Zane... do three. Zane versus Nakamura from That was uh, in the
1: running for me. That take Takeover the
0: Dallas, I believe, the one before WrestleMania. Um, you know, the those those two guys are are on par um in terms of um of likability and on terms of in-ring ability. Uh they told a great story together. It was a physical match. Sami Zayn, I think still and it, it boggles my mind because the guy spent most of his career under a mask, but his facial expressions just just tell so much. And he's so good at emoting that it really sucks you into a story.
1: Yeah, he's one of those guys that, like you said, he wrestled for many years against uh, Steen in the Indies and yeah. ROH. And then it would could have been and he was kind of a comedic guy too, with yeah. the generico thing and all that. And then they pull that mask off, and that's a huge departure for a lot of traditionally luchadors. And he was doing a luchador-esque gimmick. But to pull his mask off... Much in the way that WCW tried to do with Rey Mysterio and fell on their faces Ooh, with it, oof. which was awful because no one looked, no one knew that underneath of that mask there was an 11 year old Spanish child. <laughs> like he looked like an infant.
0: How much uh, money when, do you think they backed up to his uh, back door for to take his mask off and wrestle? I don't
1: know. I would love one day for someone in the inner workings uh, to to find out what it took to. Then this wasn't like some young up and coming luchador yeah. that would do anything to break out. This guy had been established and WCW just shit all over it by pulling his mask off. Mm-hmm. Uh it, it was a real change for him and a change for the better mm-hmm. for uh for Sami Zayn. Now keep in mind Sami Zayn I'm going to have as my nomination for another category in this. Yes, and I have a feeling it is the one, two, three, four, five, one, sixth two, one down. Three, four, is it the uh, sixth
0: one? Uh yeah, I think so.
1: Okay, we'll see. Ten, it's not the seventh eight, one. The seventh one, I have seven, one also. But six. yes, correct. Yes. Okay. So uh, give me another one. You had Zayn Nakamura, which is great.
0: Well, uh, just before I move on, real quick, um, and I really think that Zayn's, um, yeah, you know, it's him um, being good, but I, I think it's a credit to the Performance Center and what he learned down there when he came to WWE. Um, to show those emotions,
1: yeah, for them to be able to take a guy that hasn't had to do that, right. tra- train him in the WWE style. I yeah. still can't stand that they fucking have to pronounce it "helluva kick," I know. which is just so stupid. All right, I mean, you got yeah. you got a drive by that a dude's doing, but you can't say "hell of a kick." There's an yeah. old bitch on the station that does a hell of a good onion dip commercial uh, all the time. I-, I think we can handle. Uh, that's uh, true. You know, A hell of a kick.
0: I remember the uh, Frank's Red Hot. Uh, I put that campaign. shit on everything. I put yeah. that shit on everything.
1: I put that shit on everything, I mean, says this fucking old lady. But the WWE's sauce. weird moral compass one yeah. day you can talk about who's fucking who, and the next day don't say the world hell. Don't say hell <laughs> properly.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. And they said, I don't know. We can get you. They don't have to split hairs on that. All right. My next one. Um, was a guy we talked about just a minute ago, Rey Mysterio versus Prince Puma from Ultima Lucha Dos. Um, Man, you know, I I went into that match curious but leery, um, wondering what Rey Mysterio in, I guess at that point, was early to mid-2016 could do in the ring. And I don't know if um, it was just the like he was buying into the storyline of the king versus the prince and, and which was a great storyline on Lucha. You yeah. know, Prince Puma was is the next king of, of Lucha Libre, Rey Mysterio is, is, you know, the current king of trying to dethrone him. But man, that match just shocked the hell out of me, um, with its storytelling and, and uh, the the in ring work and the mobility with a couple busted knees from Rey Mysterio. Yeah, that was it. Was a
1: very interesting match because, like you said, Puma Ricochet yeah. is he's being courted by everybody. We know what he's capable of. You know he's he's a guy that's on his way up. You know who he was he's Ray Mysterio twenty years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Ray Mysterio is a guy who has he's had well reported back issues, neck issues. The guy has done everything, thrown himself off and through everything for going on a few decades. Mm-hmm. So for him to still be able to reach down. And pull that amount out of the tank, put on the match that he did, and look like he absolutely belonged in there, if not was the master in that ring, schooling Puma. That was. I'm not going to say to me it was the best match of the year, but it was top three most surprising yeah. at at a match that I did not think would be as good as it was, being as good as it was.
0: Correct. All right. Next up on my list was from the Cruiserweight Classic, um, and there were a lot of good matches in the Cruiserweight Classic, but one that really struck a nerve with me and uh, was the uh, the Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano match. Okay, or Gargano, however the hell you say it. Um, I just think that those, I, you know, it's the old adage of the the best friends who fight each other hit them just hit a little bit harder and they put a little more into it to try to one up each other. And those two did they put they put on a clinic. I thought that was my favorite match of the whole CWC. Um,
1: and, and now, admittedly, I can't comment to it because I, I didn't get to watch all of it. All right. So I'll, I'll I'll throw one your way that I'm okay. not sure if you got to see yourself. Did you get a chance to see the finals? of New Japan G1 Climax 26, Kenny Omega versus Goto.
0: I did not.
1: Holy shit. Kenny Omega <laughs> is, he is you know what he is? He's reminding me of what Bully Ray did, and this is going to sound odd for people that are going to scratch their heads a little bit, because it's not like he fell off, but Bully, Bully Ray had a resurgence in TNA. Became he, did. A, he had a whole second career, much like Hogan did, and, mm-hmm. and Kenny Omega, since he's become this cleaner... Is one of the first guys in, one of the first white guys to uh, make it to the top of the G1. I believe Carl Anderson has made it into the finals before, semifinals. Okay, but it is it's it's such a big deal for someone like Kenny Omega to make it, not only to the finals but to win. And then the match itself was un fucking believable and it's this the classic when you hear Nakamura Strong Style Nakamura Strong Style everyone right. fucking works like that over there P- sure. motherfuckers are getting their heads kicked off and their breastplates cracked in and these two men I mean absolutely beat the shit out of each other to where okay you're watching pro wrestling but you look at the strikes in this and it's a different type of professional wrestling striking right. East versus west because when these guys hit each other they goddamn hit each other mm-hmm. and hard, and for a dude that kind of washed out of the WWE system for one reason or another, there's a bunch of tales out there. Right. Uh, he was put upon. Uh, he never got the style. The people were impatient with him. They thought he was brash. Whatever. Kenny Omega is a guy that I, I think sooner rather than later is going to end up in the WWE. And one of the matches that if I'm an executive that I watch, they're watching this and they're saying this guy can take a beating, give a beating. A very Sami Zayn like in the middle yeah. of it and and sell a uh, sell a match against a foreign opponent to us he appears foreign over there he is the foreigner. Uh, True. and this is a guy that I think once Nakamura gets called up eventually, this could be your next NXT mainstay if they pick him up. So that that was one of my top matches. If they of the offer
0: game. him enough money, because if he's he's been very, very uh, fucking trucker. He's been very vocal about not about uh, speaking out against going to WWE and uh, him and the young. But I mean, it's the elite. Those those are the the three big holdouts. Yeah. Um, from New Japan and and the I guess Indies. You know, uh, all right. Another one I had, <coughs> pardon me, was uh, Aztec Warfare 3, <coughs> excuse me, from Lucha Underground. Mostly, uh, e- and you know, obviously, if you listen to the show, you know, I'm a Lucha homer, um, and I-, I love the show, and I wanted to include a bunch of Lucha in this list. Um, the Aztec Warfare match is just so it, it it's so enthralling to me it sucks me in because all the storylines that they have had going on uh, up until that time and they usually do it you know relatively early in the season um but it, it kind of blends everything together and then that's where that's the the the, the the, where the green flag goes, and they just go off to the races for the rest of the season. All the storylines come together. There, There's great comedy in there. There's great action in there. Surprising moments. I mean, Sexy Star won the thing by pinning Mil Muertes, for Christ's sake. Um, but there was, there was a ton of great stuff in there. Joey Ryan handcuffing himself to the... Uh, to the uh, guardrail again. It was just um, something. And and again, it's not like the best technical wrestling match of the year. There were better technical wrestling matches in Lucha that year, but just in terms of full um, all around entertainment value, uh, Aztec warfare gets my money.
1: All right. Let me give you my match of the year. Okay. This was the absolute. I can watch it 10 times. See something that I missed. It may be my next Completely one. Completely baffled. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this fucking computer through the window. I'm not sure where I'm hearing
0: that shit No, don't fine. do that.
1: Yeah. NXT, yeah. TakeOver, Toronto, That's Revival one. versus DIY.
0: Two out of three falls match.
1: That was <sighs> the absolute match of the year. I defy anybody to show me a better <clears throat> wrestled match, mm-hmm. a better performed match as far as yeah as emotions and psychology uh great uh aerial stuff they wrestled smart i I was i was like i was holding my breath but i was never worried like one of the things that i I do got to give lucha a little bit of shit for is they got to watch those fucking chair shots to the head oh god it's getting out of control i know people are fucking themselves up and I, i kind of i cringe and i see it And it doesn't add anything as far as I'm concerned when you see something like this with DIY and the revival, Gargano, Ciampa. This was, this to me was, it was the greatest match because the WWE and Vince McMahon has been reported for years not to be the hugest tag team wrestling fan. Why not, you know, if I got to pay two guys, I can just pay one, and I have one guy that's way more over than two. These guys, instead of having to rely on like 205ers and cruiserweight people, to be this like fun action packed background or backbone of the program, the way Nitro did with Luchadores, mm-hmm. I think they should rely on building a burgeoning young tag team division where personalities can shine through. You could have two o five size guys. I mean, yeah. Hell, Champo and and Gargano were both in that tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this match to me was absolutely perfect. It scratched an old school itch that I needed because I love old Georgia Championship Wrestling, NWA Championship Wrestling. And at the same time, it was full of young guys that wrestled so smartly and yeah. safely and action-packed that they could do this for five to ten years. And I think we could have a, a, a beautiful new renaissance of not just tag team wrestling, but wrestling in general, if more people would learn what these four, from what these four guys did in that match.
0: I can't disagree with a single word you said. And they had a great match earlier in the year as well. That match had like maybe one or two mistimed spots. It's it, they're not botches. Well, I guess they're kind of botches, but like you know, it was just a little timing issue that like the the Shatter Machine. I think it was the one before Dallas where they had their first match. Yeah, and and the uh, uh, and revival retained. Um, but yeah, everything you said about that match, man. It, it's it was it was a great culmination to the story that had been building for months. Which is another thing that you know the main roster doesn't really pay off as well as a, an NXT does. Um, and all four guys gave it everything. And the natural, I I love 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 the natural reaction when somebody is just overcome with joy after winning a title and those two you know after fighting for years on the indies you know made it to WWE and had so many chances and came just so close like you know knowing them and knowing the story that they built on screen it's just all culminating at that it, it was it was a beautiful moment at the end of a, a spectacular near flawless match
1: and, and don't forget too that the um you know the the, uh, the revival if you look at those guys, they were remember what they were before they were revival. They were the mechanics.
0: Oh, that's right. Exactly, and <laughs> so there's a that's lot an of old times... SGW gimmick. Exactly, yeah,
1: the, the 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 wrench Gary Grease and uh-huh. uh, Gus Griffin. Yep. The these guys Dash and Dawson, they did this like shitty mechanic gimmick yeah. that. <laughs> they didn't it was it was too much. They, they did not need to have this this stupid dupe the Duke the dumpster drosy right. or T. L. Hopper or Profession goon. Profession, yeah. And I remember looking at that and I was like, okay, I kind of get them trying to do a throwback y thing where they're giving them a profession, but they're throwing back to an era that didn't work. Yeah. No one liked the era of when everyone had a the fucking goon. job. Yeah, or, or Man Mountain Rock. He's like a fucking He's oh, a heavy metal guitarist that also uh, works in a coal mine. Like what the fuck the is w- any w- that mean? With the WWF guitar. Oh my god, such oh. like such shit. Uh. And there's a lot of guys in NXT. That have had to go through a few of these 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 character changes, and one of the most you know famous Leo Kruger who became yeah. Adam Rose, and mm-hmm. sometimes they catch sometimes they don 't sometimes they appear to have again Adam Rose, sometimes yeah. they will not, and then you get guys like these that kind of shed some of the bullshit they got rid of we 're not mechanics we 're just old school shitty awful fucking wrestlers that are going to hurt yeah. you any way we can and it was it was in addition by subtraction as yeah. far as i'm concerned with them they, they took off their dumb overalls and wiped off the pointless grease and shit like that <clears throat> I, I, I don't want to watch the guy that changes my fucking oil get in the ring <laughs> with you know tm61 or, or do right. something uh, against uh, you know the ascension i just want to see two guys fucking punch other people
0: and and that's what we got I look at Scott Dawson and I see a young Arn Anderson.
1: Hell yeah, brother! That's a lot of people are saying that you just see you see Arn and on an Oli or Arn and Tully. I mean, yeah, you're getting you're, you're, like Tully Blanchard. Yeah. You're getting some some old school shit with new school techniques.
0: Yeah, and that's great. And one more, just a quick uh, mention. Then we'll move on to the next category on the Golden Duchess Awards here ah, on the Rough House Podcast,
1: the Year End Spectacular.
0: Please resubscribe on iTunes. Please subscribe
1: um, to fucking Patreon so there's a 2017 <laughs> year in review. Chris needs the
0: money. Oh my god! Uh, I wanted the. I, 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 we needed to talk about Cena versus Styles at SummerSlam again because that match. What I mean, we were at Jimmy's. You you had rolled out because you have a real job. Um, it was horrible. But uh, that whole crowd there was so just sucked into that match. Because everybody had in the back of their mind, oh, here it comes. Here's where Cena, Barry, Styles, and yep. Cena wins. LOL, and near uh, and again, it may have been too many near falls. If you're not into all those false finishes sorts of things, I love them because I'm like, ah, I, you know, I just, I just, I just go along with it. I like fun. them
1: when they're when they're they're used. Um, Almost in quick succession towards the end of a match, when the guys are starting to get so right. frustrated that if it's happening the entire fucking match, I'm going to start rolling my eyes. Right. But if they start to exchange a few of those at the end, I'm going to yeah. try and pin you. You fucked up. I'm going to try and pin you. You fucked right. up. Back and forth, back and forth. Then I'll accept them. This was, on, and I remember this match. This match was on the edge of too many uh, near falls, but not too many.
0: Right. And just the I had to put it up there just for the main fact that Styles did win and he overcame the Cena curse of, you know, winning the first one, losing the second one and then losing the, the rubber match. But he didn't do it. He, he beat him. He beat up John Cena. And that was, you know, it became a gimmick well, it was they were doing that before the match. But
1: yeah,
0: <clears throat> he, he was able to, you know, for a guy like AJ Styles, who's been around the world, I, I uh, you know, ROH. TNA, New Japan, now he's, you know, reached the top of the mountain in WWE to to beat their top guy ever. And at this point, I'm putting Cena above Hogan of all-time greatest WWE um guy because it's that's
1: I'm with you. No, I I really <clears throat> I really think so. And let's let's just transition this into yeah. the next uh Golden Duchess awards on the yeah. year-end best in review, uh Golden <sighs> Duchess SGW championship year of just had a small seizure there. Wrestler yeah, of at, the Year. A
0: very Derrison- Derrison- A very
1: Derrison- Darrison Darrison Terrison- Terrison- Wrestler <laughs> of the Year. Male.
0: AJ Styles. Uh, AJ Styles. I AJ mean.
1: Styles was a guy that was- a backbone of another company in uh-huh. TNA, mm-hmm. a guy that was sometimes beautifully used in TNA, sometimes horribly misused in TNA. Right. And he was a guy that wherever he went, became a champion and was written off by a lot of people, a lot of dirt cheaters and a lot of, you know, internet fans. And and yeah. hell, maybe even some people back in the hallways of uh, Titan Towers and at the arenas were like, this guy's too old. He's got too much of a stink of TNA on him. And he did southern. the smartest thing that he could, which was go to New Japan. Mm-hmm. He completely owned New Japan as yeah. a foreigner, which is very hard to do. Yep. Turned Bullet Club into something unbelievable. And after by the way, maybe not since maybe not since Triple H took over DX from Shawn Michaels, has someone taken over a mm. faction the way he took over from Devon. And turned the the faction yeah. into a much grander faction than it was. It's true. Uh, when he took it from him, and you know, Fergal came to NXT, and then he finally comes to the WWE. He performs at an unbelievable level at every single match. He has not had yeah. a bad match with anyone. No, it's a he's an absolute guaranteed thing. He's, he's personable as hell. He's, he's funny when he wants to be. When he called fucking Ellsworth a foot, when he said Ellsworth looked like a foot, I almost shit. I was laughing because it was so beautifully uh, uh, concise. Yeah, yeah he's, my, he's my wrestler of the year for not just what he's accomplished in the WWE, which has been grandiose, yeah. but for what a path he took to finally get here in the face of those that at one point would have written him off as it never
0: happened. Absolutely, and you know the it was around this time uh, last year where uh, it was at the, it was Re- Wrestle Kingdom. The last Wrestle Kingdom was his last, or the night after Wrestle Kingdom was his last night in New Japan, and and everybody started um, saying, you know, he signed with WWE. Is he going to show up in the Rumble? Is he going to show up at the Rumble? Fogo de how much, and um, and he did as like number three. He came in early, and the crowd went nuts. And from that moment on, I don't know if anybody has had a better first year in WWE than AJ Styles had.
1: I say the closest person you could think of would be uh, either Brock Lesnar or Kurt Angle. Would be the only people one year
0: in. That's hella good company. Oh,
1: that's fucking amazing company. And those guys were blue chippers. Those guys were fresh out the system and were creations. This dude had been there, done that. Uh, Moving on, wrestler of the year, female who do you, uh, can you give I, it I, to?
0: Real quick, I, I want to give two honorable mentions in Wrestler oh, of the Year male. Um, not mm. as much for their in ring ability as for their just overall sports entertainerness. Uh, one for Chris Jericho. Amazing. Absolutely. Because as much as we've been, we had admittedly hated on Cool Dad Jericho, Face Jericho. Being just just insufferable, he turned it around, turned heel. The list got super over, palling around with Kevin Owens, perfect comedic uh, uh, partner for him. Kudos to you, Chris Jericho, because you, you you lit it on fire this year. The other one, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Matt Hardy and the way he reinvented himself. Uh, and again, not so much for in ring ability because it really hasn't been much of that. But in terms of of just being, you know, the guy who was just there. Matt Hardy and becoming yeah. the the new you know guy where a whole promotion is built around a universe that you created uh, that is very very tough to do and to do well. I mean he you know when we talked to him a couple of months ago when he was doing the Iron Birds game you know and this was so relatively new in the in the broken universe before right as it was really starting to to launch off he was just. He off air when he talked to us. He he was super humble and was thanking us for getting it and 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 playing along. And this is a guy that's been around forever and had just been kind of pushed to the wayside in the shadow of his brother. And then just just took the ball, grabbed that brass ring, and and contorted it into this broken universe
1: considering the company that he did it in also has not fostered much growth from anyone Anyone. it's where people have been going to die or been going to find their careers sputtered out to nothing so yes absolutely i will call him a the one of the greater performers performers of the year year. exactly well we didn't Uh, have
0: that category so i just wanted to make sure no it
1: makes it makes total sense why you would why, why you would want to throw him in there um who do you think for female
0: uh okay, uh, it was it was it's close for me. Um, I have to go Charlotte. Um, and I've been saying for a couple months now how I'm 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 off team Sasha and all on I'm team with Charlotte. On Charlotte. She's she had a great year. There were some really bad moments with that promo with her dad in Baltimore that was just really long and really really bad. She's getting better on the mic. She's still not amazing on the mic um really none of the women are amazing on the mic really i think the best one on the mic is alexa bliss because she's comfortable and she gets that really bitchy attitude really well she was my number two alexa bliss by the way um and we're also going to see her from me in another category coming up but um charlotte you know was on like center of the WrestleMania advertising photo you know I, the the match was was lauded as you know the the next coming of the women's division and and we're bringing it back and women's wrestling is important to us and she's really um just carried the the division honestly there's really no other way to say it and she's amazing Talent. Um, she tells a great story in the ring, and I, I can't say enough great things about Charlotte. Uh, aside from the, the, the face and having no ass, but other than that, I'm all and in. She
1: has, you know, a, a somewhat of a butt. Um, I would, eh, I would not say much of a butt. It's it's less than other Bailey-esque it's dumpers. It's like a
0: just a it's slight got a little of an angle to it. Slight it's, little dip. It's I mean, like Bailey's got a duper, and and Alexa Bliss is just. Mm. I was going
1: to go one in one a Charlotte and sexy star, sexy star. Yeah. What she's accomplished. True. As far as the is a woman in a man's world and who she was fighting and, and making it somewhat believable in yeah. some of her matches, some of the stuff, not all the time. And she, no. I'm just going to call it as I see it. Uh, and this is just one man's opinion. She's a fucking nerd uh, oh, behind yeah. the scenes. I mean, she's oh, yeah. like to the point where I'm like. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting a little 2012 Cena kind of a flavor off of her. She's doing great shit. She's fine, but she's a fucking nerd. All right, mm-hmm. she's just she's just a fucking nerd. Uh, personality wise, <laughs> I, I I love her. I love her matches. I love her character. Yeah. I get that she's kind of supposed to be the closest thing they have to a super white meat baby face in yeah. Lucha, which is a land of demons and ne'er do wells and fucking scumbags. So she's and, gonna uh, come across as maybe and dragons extra, and dragons and. Fucking weird emo people, like she's she's gonna look a crane? little bit more saccharine. Yeah, yeah. Jeremiah <laughs> Crane, by the way, greatest fucking entrance uh, announcement of where he's from since Parts Unknown. The last house on the left is yeah, fucking that's fantastic.
0: Strong. That's strong.
1: Best newcomer.
0: Uh, best newcomer. Um, hold on, my phone went off. I had, the, I had um, I, now, now I don't remember the timing of, I think it may have been in 2015 when when Matanza first came onto to the Lucha Underground landscape. Um, if that was the case, then he he's ineligible. So I had two best newcomers, and I went all WWE here, one male, one female. I had Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman.
1: Okay, you know what? I can't disagree with you. Um, I actually had, now this is newcomer, And they are newcomers like uh, because I had mine was Eli Drake from TNA. But Eli Drake has been around for a while.
0: Yeah. So I hate to
1: call him a newcomer, but maybe new on a national scene. Well, I mean, it's our own
0: category, so we can make it however the hell we want. You know But
1: pure newcomer (laughs) as far as like never done anything. Yeah. I got to agree with you as far as Alexa Bliss. Braun, I'm still in a holding pattern with. I love what they're doing. And I, he's on a total upswing. And I want to see oh, what they yeah. do with this momentum.
0: I'm I all in we'll, on it, though. I
1: gotta see. I want to see him have a match. I've seen Alexa Bliss have matches. Yeah. I haven't really seen Braun have much of a match. The closest thing would have been the most recent 10-minute survival match with, right. with Sami Zayn. And there was some chasing and some, yeah. some silly Some silly Foley stuff.
0: shenanigans. Yeah,
1: some shenaniganry in there. I need to see him put 10... Bell to bell inside yeah. those ropes before okay. I'm ready to call. him. But he is absolutely in the pipe. But Alexa Bliss, uh, absolutely. Uh, which, I mean, you can almost pair that into the next category if you think about it.
0: Of most improved? Yes. I mean, I think there's only really one person that, could, that should win this category, and that's the Miz.
1: Wow. That was not mine, but I didn't think to think of that. Mine what was you- Jericho.
0: Jericho. Jericho.
1: Yeah. He didn't like he needed improving, which again, I feel very kind of slimy saying, and you got to think about it. Miz his headlined a WrestleMania and he retained has. his title. He, like that's well, a fucking accomplishment. Thanks to the rock, though, but thanks still. to the rock, but still the record books say yeah. I wrestled at WrestleMania for the title and I won. That's yeah. it's like hard to improve on that, but you're right because he did fall off so fucking hard yeah. and then has returned to form uh yeah, and in my my scope it with Jericho, like everything you said about the, the wrestler performer of the year with the, the cool dad shit and yeah. the the kind of paint by numbers matches and on for six months and off for six months and feuds that when you saw Jericho feud you're like, all right, well I guess this is the guy that he's gonna put over and then go away. You didn't really care anymore when he showed up at the Rumble. He made that surprise appearance at the right. Rumble a couple of years ago. I didn't care.
0: You didn't care because G- I'm like,
1: oh, he's going to do his thing. Every other
0: month is a surprise return from Jericho. It seemed at that time.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, well, um, here's here's why I put the Miz over Jericho in that, and I did think about putting Jericho in this, but Jericho's in ring work never really fell. I, I, I think his in ring work has has been has been constant. Um, but Miz, his did. And this year, his in-ring work went went through the roof it as really well as his character yeah. work.
1: And I got to tip my hat to him for something I said about the revival and DIY. And he said this in that beautiful, legendary Talking Smack yeah. segment where his style of wrestling, you see what Foley's going through right now. Yeah. Foley's is shattered from doing this, like, like Ric Flair said, glorified stuntman shit where he's just throwing himself through stuff this fucking garbage CZW style where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's great in the moment, but it's empty calories and you ain't gonna wrestle in three years yep. when you have too many fucking lacerations, your knees are blown out and your spine is broken. You wrestle the way Miz does, you can wrestle for a fucking decade and entertain yeah. for a decade and when you leave, you can walk out. I respect the shit out
0: of that, man. And might you equate the Miz and his style to a Ric Flair at this point? Yeah. I mean, you think about it, Rick never really took a bunch of crazy mm-hmm. fucking bumps. I mean, he he'll did... do the flare in the corner. But Absolutely. That, I mean, I can't think of much, and he bladed the fuck out of himself. Oh,
1: yeah. Now, outside of his blading, as far as
0: bumps, <laughs> no,
1: Rick was pretty smart with his bump card. But yeah. as far as blading, yeah, he bladed all the place. Oh, but that yeah. was a whole different era. It was. Um, yeah, but yeah, he's. it's very Rick Flares. So that's a great comparison to make. Yeah. I, I think I would I would agree with you. I would go as far as personality, Jericho. As far as in-ring with a right. dash of personality, miss.
0: And also Matt Hardy for the aforementioned And Matt reasons. Hardy for the
1: aforementioned most improved because of just what he turned himself into. Yeah. Now we come to number six. Of the, this the Golden
0: Duchess Awards.
1: 2006, year in review, best of wrestling 16,
0: type show. 2016. I six. didn't prep for 2006.
1: Well, let's talk about the Sultan.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, God. No, that was before 2006. Yeah,
1: that was actually 96. That's 20 years ago when the Sultan was That was Rikishi, Rikishi, right? Rikishi, absolutely was Rikishi. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. Biggest uh,
1: wasted yeah. opportunity. I have three. I have two. Okay, I mean, here you two,
0: start. All right, they're, they're probably uh, the same. Um, I have the club as one of mine.
1: I didn't think about that. Yes, the club is a wasted opportunity. Yes. Now it's interesting because mine is in there, but not that.
0: Is in there, but not that. Mine oh, just one them. of the guys.
1: It, mine, mine, mine. Essentially, involves the Good Brothers. Uh, oh, okay. Anderson and Gallows have been a massively wasted opportunity. Well that, 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 that's
0: that's who I was I Oh, oh okay. about I thought you're
1: talking about with with no. Styles. Okay. No, no, so no you're no, calling no. I, the I meant okay, yeah, okay. I just I got what you're saying. Yes, yes, 100%. Yes, Gallows that is and Anderson. such a such a a uh, by the way, <sighs> and I know that I only 10% of the audience really gave a fuck about this in wrestling, but the build up to the oh my god, Anderson and Gallows are coming. Anderson and Gallows are coming. When are they going to debut? When are they going to debut? When are they going to debut? They finally show up. They fucking murk everyone. Mm-hmm. And then they get wrapped up in the worst comedy bits with The New Day, Ooh. which did no one any favors. No, it was awful. It was not good. Uh, they didn't let them... Sh- I mean, If you listen to them on their podcast, Talk and Shop, I mean, they're fucking characters. Yeah, And they're not letting them be characters. They. I think they thought they were with that comedy shit, but it's not their style. It's New. just... It's just been bad, and it's not their fault. And I feel like they're being company guys. But yes, that's a big wasted opportunity.
0: Okay, um, my next one is uh, Apollo Cruz, which is also uh, in my next category. As I well. was
1: going to put him in the next category after yeah. this. I'm going to save him for that. That that's my only number one, number one.
0: For right, that. and then my other one, and I, I don't know if you're going to agree with this or not, is Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn was mine. That Sami was Zayn okay. was
1: my biggest wasted opportunity, as far okay. as. You have, and I'm telling you, what was a third? It seems like they're just correcting course as the year ends. Was Bailey? Bailey yeah. was starting to slightly, and I know we're like, oh my god, she was top shit in NXT. Why didn't yeah. she top shit the minute she shows up? And I get that they need to do a build, but Zane was mm. floating in the fucking ether.
0: He was. And there was a couple months where he wasn't even didn't have a storyline, didn't have any, wasn't on any PPV's, anything.
1: He was the after backbone he beat of NXT.
0: Kevin Owens clean. In the last match they were ever going to have thing, uh, then you know it. It yeah he he, like you said, was the top guy in NXT and, and put on one of our matches of the year that we talked about earlier, uh, and just came up with with no direction, um, no uh, and aside from the the Owens storyline which we knew was going to happen, yeah. Um, I kind of wish they would have waited on it, but hey, you know, whatever. We got some great matches out of it. But after after he finished and beat Owens, he really floated around, like you said, in the ether until this Braun Strowman thing came up in the past month and a half or so.
1: But now, um, think about it. What are they going to do with him now? Right? Because who do it you seems put like over? Braun is about to leapfrog over Sammy, right. main event some shit, and be, and yeah. start rubbing elbows with former Shield members. Would we'll start getting in there. With uh, uh, Owens and Jericho, and it seems like Miz might have been a plot point, maybe like a, a, a MacGuffin to get him there. I have a feeling Strowman is going to move on to the the rumored
0: Reigns again. Yeah. Where does this leave Zamiar? I don't know. Uh, honestly, the other a couple weeks ago when he was talking about being traded to SmackDown, I'm like, finally, he could and really. SmackDown needs him, and he needs SmackDown because SmackDown needs main event performers who can challenge for the title, uh, which he can very well be, and he needs freaking direction. So, you know, Cesaro has found – kind of found a niche with – with Sheamus, because we were, those were the two guys we always talked about. Trade him to SmackDown, let him yeah. wrestle. Cesaro has kind, of, kind of found it with Sheamus. That's kind of clicking now, and I'm happy for you know. I like both those guys, so I'm happy for that. But Zayn, like you said, no idea where he's going, and I, you know, send him to SmackDown, please. My my other biggest
1: wasted opportunity wasn't a wrestler, but it was a concept, and that concept was Survivor Series. Okay. That was a wasted opportunity in and of the fact that we had our first clash of brands Uh-huh. where you had, okay, because now, now they're kind of correcting course a little bit. People, like you said, are asking to be traded, Cena's right. talking shit about the numbers on SmackDown, which I really like. I like that yeah. they're, they're actually bragging about their ratings. They just beat Raw, which is pretty mm-hmm. impressive. But I thought that there should have been something other than the... If you win, great job. If you lose, there's repercussions of and then Survivor there aren't Series. And then there's nothing. They move right, right past it. It was it was a zero sum total, as we like to say. Yep. I thought there should have been a whoever wins gets to cherry pick someone from the roster. Whoever won gets to pick someone and gets <sighs> a draft pick next year or something yeah. or gets to veto a draft. There was some way to maybe make a nice long storyline with some genuine repercussions out of that. The first clash of the brands. Felt very um, invasion angle to me where it didn't feel like there was really anything at stake.
0: And I I, think part of the problem that we talked about with this was that it was too soon from the brand split for the brands to really have their own thing going on. Yeah. So, you know, and by the way, do you think uh, this week's SmackDown was amazing, by the way? Unbelievable. One of the best ones of the year, if not the year. And this was the one where SmackDown beat Raw in the ratings. Do you think... That they still would have beat Raw in the ratings had John Cena not returned. No, I don't think
1: so. Mm-mm. Okay. Absolutely not. No, John Cena is a draw. I know it will yeah. drive people fucking nuts wearing Sorry, a Bullet Brad. Club t-shirt or someone out there that's been <laughs> to CZW events 15 times or <laughs> loves to chant what a wrestler's real name is from the other side of the fucking guardrail oh, at a 400-seater. 400 400 you fucking turds. Almost ruined Bray's debut. Oh, don't don't worry. So the much. WWE was well-prepared to ruin it down the line. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I uh, think John Cena absolutely... Helped with that Because remember If you saw those numbers They only beat them By about 50,000 people It was They beat them numerically but, Numerically, yeah. excuse me But they did beat them By a razor thin margin That was right. definitely Cena um, But yeah we'll, 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 We could talk about SmackDown uh, At another time This next right. one There's there's nothing to discuss Worst NXT call up
0: Yeah, Apollo Crews Apollo Crews it.
1: <clears throat> It's horrible uh, They should literally not, not trade him Just send him back down
0: Just Yeah, let them You know, the the main event um, status in uh, in NXT could use him at this point. You know it's been Joe and Nakamura pretty much forever. Um, now Bobby Roode's going for the title, which it's Joe and Roode, so that'll be you know that TNA be in two thousand eight. But hey, why not? <laughs> I'll take it. Both oh, those I guys are really love I loved, I loved done it when great. they
1: went at it I loved it when they went at it as, uh, as beer money and Joe was his <clears throat> weird fucking murderous uh, t- Tongan serial killer. Where was painting his face in TNA, which no one fucking remembers, and you shouldn't because it was terrible. Yeah. Um, I, I I got no problem with that, but Apollo would absolutely interject a little star power back into NXT, uh-huh. and he they need to put him back in the oven because they the, the center of that chick is uncooked. They need a character, yes, and you know what? Make his character. I, I fucked up. I, I got called up too quick. Maybe right. maybe shine a light on them and be like, nah, make that gonna, the character. They're not going to do that. They won't. Uh, most lucha moment.
0: I, I also had Dana, Dana Brooke as uh, oh, worst NXT Oh yeah, I didn't even think
1: about honorable that mention.
0: She, not as bad because um, she actually had some direction and you know she was sure elbows she was, with
1: the champ for a bit. Yeah, right.
0: And was she was with Charlotte and Charlotte definitely helped boost her. If, if she had not been put with Charlotte, she would have been DOA like Apollo Cruz. Exactly. But yeah, her no being with Charlotte save saved her a little bit. Plus, I like that. I like Dana Brooke. Um, most lucha moment. <clears throat> you know what i i tried I tried to pick one moment <laughs> from Lucha Underground, okay, to like encompass the most Lucha moment. And ah man, I I don't I, I couldn't. I mean, between the the grave consequences, Mil Muerte's Prince Puma match, which was amazing, um, the 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 uh, what do they call the Sexy Star um, Mariposa match. Oh oh God. No moss uh, the, match. The no moss match. No yeah. yeah. Not good at Espanol. That was another one. Um aside from their gimmick matches, you know, I don't I don't know the most lucha
1: Dude, there's one moment. most lucha moment out of all of this. And how you haven't said it yet, I'm baffled by being Go a ahead, You're the lucha it.
0: guy. Go ahead and say it. The
1: fucking snake tribe <laughs> is the most lucha fucking thing. You have a dragon man that quit a cobra bitch's snake tribe, where two dudes that look like something Serpentor whipped up in his spare time. It looks like something that fucking Dr. Mindbender and Major Blood,
0: Pindar and
1: Vibora. Uh who were just two tall, cold-blooded, venomous, deadly generals who ever lived, as she says, that have kidnapped Drago and took them back and and they're trying to force him to be back in their snake tribe. Literal lizard people. Like we had a space guy, a dragon, a time traveler, Uh uh, a a pimp. We have a black Ron Popeil, a cyborg, uh, a serial killer who lives in the last house on the left. I'm pretty sure Puma thinks he's half of a Puma. I Uh sort of miss... Uh, Bengala, a midget who's holding his own, yeah. and now you got a fucking snake tribe, and that to me was the most <laughs> lucha moment when they okay, rolled fine. out half men, half snake. That's a lucha ass moment.
0: I know, I love it so much, though. I, I, haven't, oh, I not, haven't, I haven't had do time love to love it this until week. the
1: sun goes down. But that was right. a lucha fucking moment.
0: Yeah, it was. What do you
1: think great. about a uh, best new theme song?
0: Oh, there's only one. Glorious. I will give okay. in. I will give
1: in to Valentina. There really yeah. that there's nothing that comes close to. Not
0: even close. Much
1: in the same way we used to say, like Daniel Bryan was over because of the Ten Chance, Yes Chance. Right. Excuse me.
0: That, yeah, no, no, that's Ty Dillinger. Yeah,
1: Dillinger. That <clears throat> that Bobby Roode. If it wasn't for that entrance and that entrance theme would not be where he is. I'm telling you, that fucking mm. theme and the Gargano of right. videos, he would not be. He would not be what he is. Now, luckily, if that got him to the dance, he's got all the ability to take the ball and run with it when he's there. But oh, sometimes yeah. you need that first front kick to boost the door open, no, and God right. damn it, that song did it. Because if there's one thing that Lucha shits the bed on, the worst music, Lucha's fucking music's terrible.
0: Well, they don't focus on the music. I mean, really I can only, but they walk out to music and it all sucks. It all they sounds do, like a but they talk Genesis over it. Screen. There's no like, you know, it, 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 and they don't do when somebody runs in, they don't hit their music and stuff like that. Like, like WWE does. There's, there's not a reliance on it. It's just kind of there as a background, um, sort of thing. And most of it's done in post. They don't play it over speakers there. Um, so, it's it, I don't I don't I don't associate music with lucha like I do with WWE. I think but you're making
1: I, excuses for lucha right now, buddy. Are you I are know. you defending lucha? I yes, feel like I'm, you're taking,
0: no. I I'm get always what you're saying. Defending lucha. They uh,
1: they they don't focus on stuff. And you like you did say actually from a technical sp- standpoint, they do add it in post. So right. I, if you're in the temple seeing it live, you're not going to hear I uh, go back. Uh, you're not going to hear. Uh, uh, um, pentagon black's music hit right there's very few themes i could recognize from lucha but god sexy damn, the star minute, and
0: pentagon that's pretty much it
1: that's about it and i think i could at this yeah. point i could recognize muertes's music but yeah that's about all yeah um but glorious get,
0: domination i did love tj perkins theme though tj perkins though he's was D.O.A. pretty fucking good now this is just ben, theme. the theme song you can have a shit yeah. character
1: and yeah. have great theme music and uh god i'm trying to think if there's anybody else's. Theme music I really, really liked. Uh from this uh, year.
0: That's what I was gonna say. Shinsuke had was Shinsuke this year or had, had Shinsuke he Shinsuke debuted the year last before?
1: year, so Okay. I gotta yeah, I, say you're right. I think Glorious would probably be it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I can't I can't disagree with that at all. And is we begin to
1: retire the podcast in our year in review best of wrestling type show for the Golden Duchess Award.
0: Well you had a couple too, didn't you?
1: Yeah, a most edible ass. We'll get to mine. Most uh, I had two. Most oh, yeah. Edible Ass yes. and Worst Attire.
0: <laughs> That's right. You did have those. Okay, well, let's get to uh, Ready to Retire Award. Um,
1: I bet yours is mine.
0: I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. It's Undertaker. Sorry. I mean, we've been through this many, many times. Uh, he had one match this year. And it was with Shane McMahon. And the only redeeming factor of that match was Shane nearly murdering himself jumping off the top of the hell in the cell. I just, I, I, I stop carting the guy out, man. It's, it's just, it's not, it's not doing it for me. He hasn't done it for me for a number of years. Um, I, and I said this for years as well. I hope this WrestleMania is his last, although he showed up on that SmackDown before Survivor Series saying if he lost, it'd be repercussions. The dude hasn't showed up since. So he's not going to th- let, Wrestlemania to his legacy.
1: Well, yeah, I would have taken issue with, with your what you're saying uh, two months ago, but now I can't disagree because I thought that he was going to show up. Right. And now, are you hearing the rumors that there's a possibility of him winning the Rumble? And Taker? It, Taker and Cena. Has he ever won the Rumble? Taker and Cena for the, for the championship, which I don't know if he has won that before. If he has, I would be surprised if he didn't. But that's just a rumor that has been floated out there that he might.
0: Uh, So it would be Taker and Cena at Mania after Taker wins. See that Mm. again, a total rumor. Yeah, but I I, I mean, it won't be as bad as a Batista winning um, the Rumble and going for a title. But you can have Cena and Taker be a huge draw without having a title involved. I don't
1: think. You're, I think you're right. I think Cena and Taker could be like a, a nice legacy match, and they don't need to have the strap anywhere near it. I right. 100. But again, that's just a rumor. There doesn't need to be any. Uh, it doesn't need to be any kind of gold around it. I, w- I right. would love to see Cena. I would love to actually see Cena and Taker. But I am a little frustrated with the whole WrestleMania will not define me yet. Right. It seems to be because you haven't shown up. Mine was going to be Foley. Foley.
0: Shouldn't oh, okay, talk. I didn't even think about non-in-ring. Yeah,
1: I'm just thinking of presences in professional wrestling. Yeah. I think it's time, and a 1A to that is Flair. Flair is starting to get the weird old man goopy, creamy eyes where he's getting the <laughs> up there. I kind of need, need one of those guys it looking like Foley might flair is kind of having slight dalliances with his daughter yeah but that's He's not
0: consistent the consistency of foley as the the baby face gm who just yells all the time it's it's not working no it's i, I, I kind of hate it i kind of hate foley right now
1: i speaking just, I, of- I don't hate foley i just hate the role that they've they found him in i know i know
0: uh, speaking of mick foley real quick sidetrack um the other night it was Christmas Day uh, when we got home from doing all the family stuff. We were looking for something to watch. Um the wife and I and we'd already watched all the Christmas movies that we love. So I was scrolling through Netflix and I came across uh the I Am Santa Claus documentary that Mick Foley yeah, was a where part he does of and Santa, helped put like together. The year? Did did
1: you watch it? No, I just I know of it but okay. I never seen it.
0: It's fucking bizarre cuz here's the premise. Mick Foley isn't even in it that much. It follows four dudes who do Santa Claus, who play Santa Claus uh throughout, you know, around Christmas time. One guy is like this Long Island guy who cooks barbecue and has sleeve tattoos. Another guy is a real estate agent from Southern California. Another guy is a um gay bear in Texas. And the other guy is like the worst human being imaginable. It is it it's a really bizarre 90 minutes But I think you need to watch it. (laughs) I don't think I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest with you.
1: I'm just I'm not gonna fake it like I will. I don't think I'm gonna. I just I just don't. I saw it and I'm like, this looks dumb as shit. I don't wanna see it. So Uh, uh, I will let you do a rough house review of it, but honestly, the thought of watching that all the way through as I would rather watch the Gilmore girls revival. I don't (laughs) I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Next one to
0: your category. Your all two right, categories. Let's
1: pick one because I do need to bounce. Um, okay. I would say, um, do you want to do backside or ring gear?
0: Uh, I, I, th- I think we do tastiest butthole. Strowman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really? See, yeah. I, I paid you for a tie all the St- way. Strowman. As, Strowman. As taste, tastiest. Strowman. I mean, what kind of flavors are you getting? From Braun Strowman's beehole. All of them. Oh, man. This, All of them. This year. This, <laughs> you really said 2016 off in a bad Braun. way.
1: Just the- to put that on a resume, that you've eaten Braun Strowman's butthole, that shows that you've been through quite a bit. And you're up to the task at hand. And we... We'd like to welcome you to TJ Maxx.
0: <laughs> the Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. Follow us at SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Podcast. This is the, the Roughhouse House podcast.
1: Uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, Jabronis, and listen up because this is the Roughhouse podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network.